here, you're here. I appreciate it. And... I finally come to the realization, and I think for some of us it takes a little bit longer than others, for sure, um, that there are things that will always need to get done daily. There are things that you're going to put on your to-do list, or a, a sticky note on your fridge, or... Um, Writing it down in your notebook and reading it every day is something to do. Um, you know, or a note on your home screen or a photo on your home screen of your phone or desktop or, you know, any device that you have that you use. There's going to be things on your to-do list or your notes that are going to be on repeat every day. And... I finally kind of came to that conclusion that, especially coming to the end of 2020, if anything, um, just had learned um, a lot. And so there's going to be things, I've kind of talked about this a little bit somewhat, but there's going to be things that are just going to be they're not going to be time batched. And so this time batching method that people talk about, I think fits more for, um, you have days you might do, um, talking to people, socializing, conversation, podcasts, um, things like that. You might find it easier to do those things on a Monday. Um, that's what time batching is, or you might have another day where you're, um, your, I don't know, um, trying to, just coming up with examples on the spot here, trying to check, you know, you're, you're really focused on checking your outcomes and, you know, you're, you're paying your bills and checking up on finances. That might be easier done on a Tuesday. Um, so that's what kind of time batching or day batching is. Um, cause time batching would be like, you'll, You'll do your bill pay stuff in the morning and then you'll have conversations and socialize in the afternoon. Um, that's like specifically time batching. But what I've found too is that things are just going to be an ongoing everyday thing. And my most recent reality-based example that's true to me, obviously, is laundry. Um, and uh, that is definitely something... And so what this is kind of uh, helping to realize is it's teaching consistency. These things that are on repeat every day is teaching consistency, laundry, walking every night. Um, and I believe when it comes to parenting, um, I think really differently because I have a lot of empathy for our previous generations and how we were treated as children and how they were treated as children because you know and and what was allowed and what was not allowed you know as far as like forms of punishment and things like that and my biggest um sort of takeaway 
is not to necessarily, um, you know, like certain things, yes, you have to say, like, um, you have to say, you know, you have to make sure that like your, your child eats and things like that, but to be an example, um, of good health, to be an example, um, like, if you want your child to become a person who is healthy, for example, especially who makes healthy choices in their adult life, um, they're not going to learn by you telling them, eat your vegetables or, um, yeah, you might have to kind of like find ways of getting them to do that. Or you're not going to, you're not going to teach them anything by saying like, don't do drugs or any of that kind of stuff. It's going to be by the example that you set. And when my husband and I were younger, I don't really feel like we were the healthiest example. We've always wanted a child. We've always wanted to guide a child, to um, raise a child. Um, we never wanted, like, really more than, than one, but we've always wanted, we've always pictured ourselves guiding a child. And it's something that we've talked about, um, even when we first got together, but we always wanted to kind of, like, make sure that we were going to be together for a while, things like that. Um, but, you know, it's, um, it's based on, I think, cause like I said, when we were younger, we weren't the healthiest, but we both have realized that in previous generations, the saying goes, do as I say, not as I do. And I think there's a point where you're saying, um, don't pay attention, don't watch me at all. But, but that's not natural. People are going to watch each other. <laughs> and, and sometimes that even applies to what not to do. So um, our daughter could become an adult and say, well, this worked for my parents. This isn't going to work for me. Um, or this isn't going to work for the way I do things with my family. And that's very natural, too. That's individuality, that's that kind of thing. But, yeah, um, the do as I say, not as I do thing, I think, um, um, and this is just kind of opinion-based, really, but it works for us. I Just to understand that it doesn't always play out. And it was, it's kind of um, something that doesn't fly anymore, you know. Children are getting smarter. They're learning a lot. And that isn't something that we are threatened by. Um, and as long as it's in, you know, a safe environment and she's not doing things she shouldn't that will harm her, that is not something that I feel needs to be a threat. And um, I think the only reason why um, in the past... Because we weren't equipped. We didn't have um, things 
ways of teaching. We did that do as I say, not as I do thing because children didn't necessarily have to know what people were doing back then. Um, they didn't necessarily, you know, that people could hide a little bit more of who they were, I think. And so I really do think that what the saying should be is whether whether you had a good example or not, and there were in many ways I had good examples of uh, different things, and in other ways it was like this is what not to do, right? But it's about be the example. It's not about do as I say, not as I do. So as we're coming to the end of 2020 and we're trying to navigate life, whether we have children or not, it's, um, to me, I think this applies even more because we can no longer hide who we are. Um, children are much more observant nowadays. I know I was very observant as a child as well. Um, I just never really made it known fully, but again, I had good examples of being productive. I had good examples of being creative for sure, which are, can be underestimated and can be, um, overlooked sometimes. Um, the creativity and the productivity, I think it can be very much, um, overlooked as people go on about their lives. And I'm proud to say I had good examples of that, but I also, you know, nothing's perfect, but again, it's, I think it really does come down to be the example. And I think as the children get older, it's even more important to be the example. Um, and as they kind of are able to understand more in life and they're able to watch and observe, um, and so being, I think having these creative endeavors where maybe, you know, you're doing something creative with social media rather than looking at a Facebook news feed. Oh, this is what this person is doing. This is what, is that really a positive example to go look at your Facebook news feed, especially in front of your children, right? Um, and, you know, some people do this. I don't think everybody does, but some people do. Where they'll look at their news feed and they'll go, oh, this person, look at this photo. They shouldn't be dressed this way. Or, oh, look at what this person said. This person uh, believes this. You know, that's kind of teaching um, that there's a justification or an excuse to gossip, right? But if you're doing something creative with your social media, like um, creating art, whether it's video art, photo art, audio art, whatever it is, um, and you're doing something you're trying to be positive towards people and you're uplifting, um, that's teaching your children that, um, maybe they'll do it differently. Maybe they'll do it. Um, they, they won't, they may not use social media to do that, but they'll do it kind of like social media being word of mouth rather than the phone form, or they'll love the phone and they'll gravitate towards that um, kind of a thing. And they'll say, you know, this is what I, 
um, have seen. And this is, it'll be normalized where it's like, okay, we're here, we're social to uplift each other. We're social to create um, and share together. We're not social. Gossiping is not part of a normal social atmosphere. It's uplifting and sharing is a part of a social, a normal, or normal meaning a usual pattern of behavior, not necessarily what society accepts, but more like we're here to help one another and uplift each other. And it's a, um, a usual pattern of behavior that I see. So I'm used to that atmosphere. That's what I mean when I say normal, um, normal can mean different things to different people. Normal could mean what's acceptable to society. Normal could mean what's, um, acceptable to me. Um, but that's what I mean when I say normal. So yeah, um, I think it's about being the example, um, and I think that's going to stick more with children, um, in the long term than short term, do as I say, not as I do. So anyway, um, talking with you, um, is always good. It's always awesome, especially as I kind of put away clothes and clean up a little bit and organize, <laughs> um, it's always better to do that talking with you. So if you have anything to add, click that link and leave me a voice message, add to the conversation, or if you just enjoy listening, um, I'm glad you did. And I really do appreciate it. And, uh, we'll talk again soon.